Doctor, this I don't know that you've ever been to the White House in the Lincoln bedroom. But I invite both of you to come and stay. Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives. Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. A liberal MSNBC host warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front? Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve... Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very special episode of the Ruthless Variety Program, a special Friday episode. I love it when we have so much content, we cannot be contained by two episodes a week. No, no, we're ready to go all week long, which is, you know, look, we're running on fumes, but that's okay because we have a huge interview today. That's right. Megyn Kelly. Let's go. Megyn Kelly. So this is she is one of our absolute favorites for so many reasons. Incredible friend of the program. Incredible friend. We love doing her show. Yeah. Love love having her on our show. And she was actually the first show that all three of us did. That's right. right. And and we've been on multiple times. She's been on this program before, uh, but it was in more of a formal interview capacity where she did the three questions and everything. Mm -hmm. Today we just have fun. Yeah. We played a game. We did Demerjurna. We played it. We played Demerjurna with Megan Kelly, which is like I think a fun game to play with the guests. You know, we did the it with best. Tucker Carlson. We did it um, that event on Capitol Hill last week. It's fun because you see how their brain works, yeah. right? And the way you guys play the game, I think you know, over practice is different than how you know other people play the game. Mm-hmm. Totally, you mm-hmm. know, which is fascinating. Totally. Well, I think I think Smug and I have really honed in. You, yeah, right. Honed in on it. And and, and what I was thinking, you know, during this awesome Megan Kelly interview we have coming up is, right now we're we're like a three person podcast. If we ever change the format to four, <laughs> Megan Kelly number one on my draft list. Like <laughs> it sings. Smug <laughs> Smug continues to troll Ashbrook. Listen, <laughs> listen to this guy. I, I think I think Mike, where's his voice coming uh-oh. from? Mike, uh oh, Mike three seven. This is like it's like voice of God. I don't know where it's coming from. If Hollywood Hen and John Ashbrook ceased to be a part of this program, it would no longer exist. There's right. just no question about it. Uh, anyway, uh, we thought we'd keep it fairly short and sweet, but there was a couple of headlines. This one in particular that caught my eye today. There were a couple of people that recommended I check this out because they know mm-hmm. there's basically only one place to come on the internet for quality squirrel news. Oh my gosh, yeah. squirrel update. So so I saw some of these. I didn't read them. <laughs> I didn't read them because sometimes, you know, you get tagged and stuff on Twitter and and you want to be surprised because I knew the squirrel news would come. That's the thing is like... um. You know, lots of folks, whenever they tag me or Ruthless with it, like, you know, I have, I have Foldier or, or, or McDaniel, someone someone, someone takes a look at it, so then I can be completely genuine here. Because, you know, a lot of people sent this, and I was like, this must be fire. I'm not clicking the link. It, it must be awesome. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. It, it, let me just read. It's a USA Today headline, and this has been written in multiple places, but this is, I just love it. Alabama fugitive who fed meth to a pet attack squirrel named D's nuts. Hold on, hold on. Attack squirrel. <laughs> I didn't attack- see the whole headline. I just <laughs> saw the like you know how like a link gets cut off. I just saw Alabama fugitive who fed meth to squirrel. No, I didn't it's a pet attack it's squirrel. It's a pet attack named squirrel D's nuts. named D's nuts. Child with a he was charged with a wildlife offense. Also, you know, 
How clever is it to name a pet squirrel these nuts? <laughs> clever enough this to find guy, himself in prison. Anyway. I mean, if uh, we're going to free you know, criminals, it's got to start with the guy who names his squirrel these nuts. Like, this just is the kind of principle. <laughs> come on, man. That's way too clever to lock him up. This is the kind of recidivism in which we encourage here in the variety How program. is this man in jail and Hillary walks free? Let Unbelievable. Just, let me just... Let me, <laughs> Let me just read the um, the intro here. An Alabama man accused of feeding methamphetamine to what authorities call an attack squirrel is being charged with a state wildlife offense. Court records show that 35-year-old Mickey Joel Pollock is now charged with illegal possession of wildlife. <laughs> Pollock hasn't denied having a pet squirrel, which is illegal under the state law, but he denied police allegations that he fed meth to make the squirrel aggressive. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, I'm actually surprised in a free state like that, that squirrel possession would be illegal. Agreed. Number one. Number one. Number two, based on previous stories we've had about squirrels, uh, they seem to be sort of rebels. Yeah. Squirrels so, so, are tough, man. So the idea that you could train one, and train one specifically to be an attack squirrel... <laughs> This man, it has dude. That is a great point. A Those are like that, two that, levels. That is incredible stunning. talent. It's croc hunter type stuff. Because I, I, number one, I don't think you could have kept a squirrel in your home and not have it just like tear the place apart. And on the second I'm level, the fact right, that he's right, like right. on command. He, I'm, I'm imagining. I'm imagining this man going through arduous tasks of training, like you would train a dog, like a Rocky montage, right? Like you would train a dog to compete in competition. Like 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 a mouse through uh, a yeah, maze. Yeah, yeah. Like in order to make a squirrel a dependable attack squirrel yeah, that, so that listens so, to you, so incredible, would require, I guess, a lot of meth. Well, it's a little. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Pavlov's dog <laughs> right? except for meth. Right. Instead of ringing the bell, you give him a little meth. Yes. <laughs> also, I mean, this to me like goes back to Junkie Horse, where it's like, okay, how, how, do we have any cases where the squirrel has like? hurt an innocent well person. let me let me go on in the article officers encountered the animal during a raid at the apartment Polk said that the associate or told the associated press that he had the squirrel since it was a baby and he would never give it drugs i love that the ap shows up and then he's got a okay so here's the story on the squirrel <laughs> right the ap journalist is, is like taking notes like yeah this is incredible <laughs> dude <laughs> So like, I mean, okay, sir, did you feed methamphetamines to your squirrel? They attack squirrel in question. Dude, they got to free this guy just for the content. Limestone County Sheriff's officers arrested Polk uh, last week following a chase in which he allegedly rammed an investigator's vehicle. He faces illegal gun possession and other charges. That's not what I'm interested in here. Okay. What I'm interested in is the squirrel, right? And they've got a picture... Like down in Alabama, they do them dirty when they arrest these guys. You should see. Do they post them online? Yeah. The so, it's, that does that? so it's at Limestone C O S O. And and they've got, and this is on Twitter. I'm pulling it There's up. There's like right a full on purple. Yeah. Mickey Polk has been arrested. LCSO narcotics investigators were conducting surveillance at America's Best Value Inn in Killen, Alabama, when Polk left on a stolen motorcycle. After a brief pursuit, Polk rammed the investigator and was arrested. And they, so they've got this dude that they th throw a flashlight on his face and they show him, right? And then like, oh th th wow, that's his that's his thing. What's what's more important is that apparently the picture on the top of the, 
I don't know if it's his squirrel <laughs> or if it's <laughs> I don't know who's squ- hold on. It looks see. like a it, <laughs> it looks like it might be no, just it's a stock squirrel. Stock squirrel. Stock squirrel. Right? Holding a nut. Yeah. And it's it doesn't it, look bad. Let me see this. See that squirrel? Dude, dude, there's no way that thing is on No cops. way that's an attack squirrel. You're I don't not know. Seeing the classic signs of meth. Well, th- what we know about squirrels yeah. is that sometimes they just lay in wait. Sometimes they just chew on a nut. And that doesn't even look like one of the Stytown squirrels, you know, the ones from New York. I, I, I'm, call, I'm calling fake news. And you know some Minnesota news. squirrels that are like wild ones, right, too, right? I'm calling fake news on that picture because if that squirrel was on meth, it definitely wouldn't have an appetite. Good point. Oh, dude. Case right. cracked. Case cracked. Case cracked. Crack, crack. And also, one other thing I would say here, based on what you're reading, Holmes, uh, it seems like, you know, having the squirrel from when it was a baby is probably key to the attack mm. component is that he imprinted upon the squirrel. It's not like an enforcer. It, no. It, the squirrel's just like, this is This family. is my mommy. This is yeah, family. This, this is my mommy. I've got another picture, an actually authentic picture. Really? Of attack. Yeah, it's from NBC News. Here's, okay. Here is the, this is what you look for in an attack squirrel. Let me yep, see that. That's the, it. The squirrel, that's it. <laughs> the squirrel, Strung out. Strung out as all hell. <laughs> the squirrel doesn't look good. No. <laughs> it's coming at the cage. So, it's so, got so, its so claws everywhere. So this is a everywhere. photo of the squirrel in a cage. Yeah. Right. Hands on the bars. Puff, puffed out. Dude, puffed out. Dude, free the squirrel. So the guy's No, they did. That's the best part. They released the squirrel into the wild. Oh no, that's wrong. That's messed up. And, Dude, and can you said, imagine squirrel withdrawal? Well, and but they, they wow. so I think I think that the Mickey Polk has a case here because what they said is there's no safe way to test the squirrel for meth. Wow. So they didn't test the meth squirrel. They just set it free. I'll tell you right now, if they were trying to get a story out there about like squirrels or COVID carriers. They would have tested that squirrel. <laughs> they would have tested that squirrel, dude. Well, they have now released a trained high weapon. That's what they've done. That's what they've and, done. And it's not like you have to corner the thing for a blood test, you know, put it in like a messy room or, or, or give it like a final to study for. If, if the squirrel crushes it, yeah. T- check out. Probably on some amphetamine. If it has a full mouth of teeth, it's yeah. free and clear. But this thing is so apparently. It has the he's acknowledged before previously he's acknowledged publicly on his own Facebook page or whatever Internet he's got um, that his squirrel has bitten many people. <laughs> Dude, on, Not if, if that's your pet squirrel, like good for a squirrel. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, everyone's like, I got my dog. Dog's always looking out for him. This guy, it's the same benefit you get from a tack dog, but the thing could like jump out of your pocket and get to work. Like people know you don't fuck around if someone's walking around with like a Rottweiler, but like, hey, pocket squirrel has my back. I'll be honest. From here on out, from here on out, if I see anybody with manning a squirrel, that guy means business. That's the thing is like you know you got to take a person seriously. You don't know if they've got an attack squirrel. So here's the quote. I'll end with this. The quote is the quote from Mickey. Okay. The public isn't in danger from the methed out squirrel in the neighborhood. He said, said that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is a quote. He said with a chuckle. Boy, you cannot like. <laughs> He's not on meth. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Better not find out he's on meth oh, anyway. Don't. <laughs> I don't think he likes that shit. The first part of the quote says meth out squirrel. Yeah. You've incriminated That's yourself. That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> Mickey's not the brightest guy. My advice to the squirrel is you got to get your own attorney at this point. <laughs> well, this, Mickey, Mickey's already singing. The squirrel is persuasive as hell. He's already been freed. Yeah, the, Mickey's in the brig. The squirrel's right. in the wild. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Amazing. Dude, shout out Squirrel. Squirrel's not a snitch. <laughs> it's one of I the... now no longer have such a favorable opinion of Mickey. You snitch on the squirrel like that? Come he on. snitched on the squirrel. For years of protection? Come on, he dude. He switched, snitched on the squirrel. Weak. Listen, there are a few things that I'm very proud on of on this program, uh, but one of them... <laughs> I just like that premise. <laughs> one, one, of them, <laughs> one of them is definitely our, our, I would say, endless pursuit of truth for America's squirrels. Do, do we yeah. beat National Geographic when it comes to covering like animal news? <laughs> David Attenborough doesn't have shit on us. All right, so let's just go right. Should we just play King of the Hill? Let's, let's just play, play King it. of the Hill. There's let's been, do it. People have been requesting this so, for so long, and 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 Duncan came up with a brilliant idea. We give him a supersized version. Supersized, two weeks of evidence, five rounds of takes. Holmes, you have our champion, correct? I do. Max Booty's been sitting on top of the throne for three weeks now, and he's eager to defend his throne. Here he is. Okay. Smug, who are you going to bring to the table? I mean, there, there, there's been a lot of speculation of, of who I would show up with because I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I want the people, it's been a while, I want them to have some insane takes. Folks, I'm bringing Bill Crystal. Wow. Bill Crystal. Yeah. And, and, and there's been a lot of discussion about how wild Crystal has gone. And folks, I... I Every one of these is is an ICBM. I'm not I'm not messing around. <laughs> There's no like you know. Let's see how how this gets played back. No, it, it, everyone is just like you know. It clears the city. There's nothing Bill loves more than a preemptive strike. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. Well, I I look forward to it. Let's go ringside. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. It's time for King of the Hill in the red corner, fighting out of Pierre Omadier's checkbook, looking for a chance to reclaim his crown. Bill boots on the ground, Crystal, and now in the blue corner. Fighting under his own fedora and current champion of the world, maximum war now, war forever boot. I love it so much. Okay. Okay, so boot has got a lot of different places to start. A reminder, I get two weeks. You get two weeks. And I've got to come up with the best of five to That's defend right. the championship. That's right. All right, so Boot comes up um, on January 19th, 1024 a.m., right out of the gates. Biden is seen as a failure largely because of problems he has little control over, namely COVID-19 and and inflation. (laughs) It goes on. But if the pandemic and inflation abate, as experts expect, he's likely to experience a rebound in his political fortunes. It's great. <laughs> like, like the fact that this man is president of the United States in, only because he convinced people that he could 
cure COVID-19 right. aside. Right. Or or the fact that his $2 trillion of spending in the first 60 days. And not his fault. Uh, uh, it has not had any impact on inflation. It's outside of his control, really, right. if you think about it. <laughs> That's not enough. It's that if those things go away, ah, it's poof, right back in the money. <laughs> oh, boot. Oh, boot. Boot. I got a great take. I mean, this is an incredible take. This is Bill Crystal on January 23rd. NFL playoffs. Number one seeds lose on field goals as time <laughs> expires. Set up by interception and block punt. Republicans, favored in 2022, can be beaten by alert play capitalizing Hol- on their mistakes. Holy shit. Never Trumpers can intercept passes and block punts. Can what? Democrats kick the field goals? What? No. <laughs> Can you believe he he really sent that out, dude? Oh. Hold on, hold on. I'm not making it up. That's a real tweet. Never Trumpers can intercept passes and block punts. And block can punts. Democrats kick the field goals? He's like, listen, folks, I am carrying this entire right. party do- to victory. I am doing on the all election. of the work. Everything. I am doing all of the work. <laughs> that is fucking wild. He's that like, is collecting wild. checks from Pierre Omidyar's yeah. is such difficult work. It's such difficult work being associated with all this network of 501c4 organizations <laughs> and tweeting all day. I'm doing the hard work. Gosh. I mean. Yeah, dude, you know what it is. It, it's Bill Crystal. <laughs> it's Bill Crystal wins round one. That is... And that is a specific variety of Bill Crystal tweet where he edges this line between serious and self parody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That he it really is his finest work. It is his finest work. I've tried out the sports Bill Crystal before. It didn't end well for me, but uh, I understand it. Hold on. Are you questioning the. No, I just, he just did, dude. I'm just He saying. just attacked precedent. Like, wow. Come on, dude. I feel like smart. I thought that was the, the, the left wing game. I don't, care. I don't care for the go council over here. <laughs> I don't care for the chirping. All right, uh, Haas, what else you got? Round two. This is from Bill Crystal, January 26th. Straightforward from here, June 30th, court overturns Roe. July 1st, Breyer resigns. Says court, quote, needs aggressive, progressive justices. July 4th, July 4th, Biden picks Harris for court. Harris resigns as VP. July 5th, Biden picks Romney as VP. Says national unity needed for the world crisis. (laughs) Dude, squirrel has never been this high. I don't care how much math they gave it. This is next level. Uh, so I'm going to change, I got to change my strategy a little bit because we're playing a different round of this and I've got a couple to choose from. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest, like, yes, I'm going for a second round knockout, but my third is like, I I can't lose (laughs) that tweet right there is the craziest shit I've seen in a long time. And, and, and a special bonus, like Duncan said, we have two weeks of content we can look through for for whoever we pick. Right. These are all within the past five days. Um, okay, so Boot, you know how he's just become basically a a 
protection racket for the administration. Yeah. Right. It's just like a, it guards the liberal narrative. Mm-hmm. Right. So like the, the thing that, that most offends the liberal narrative is anyone who sort of questions the COVID prescription that mm-hmm. it's administered by Anthony Fauci. Right. So he retweets a video of Aaron Rodgers that who he's talking about. And I don't know if you guys have seen it. Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers has spoken, I think, pretty eloquently. I don't know if everybody agrees with it or not, but pretty eloquently on his decision on why he hasn't taken the vaccine. Right. Yeah. And like been dive bombed by the left. Yeah. Intermax boot. Right. And he retweets this video where he's talking about his decision. Rodgers seems to be more interested in being a championship troll than a championship quarterback. Dude, that is what you roll up on oh. this with? Hold on. <laughs> First of all, um, <clears throat> to your point, Holmes, like uh, Aaron Rodgers has sort of really turned a corner on all that stuff. I, I, I saw this video he did with uh, Pat McAfee. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Where he, uh, that's what he's RTing, right? He, he, he opens it up and he says, um, well, you know, Pat, I appreciate you giving me a platform to spread my misinformation, (laughs) (laughs) which I just loved. Right. I've never been much of an Aaron Rodgers fan. Me neither. You know, if he comes any place for the Colts, I might change my tune, but, um, but here's a guy who spends his entire lifetime working on his craft to get to the point where he's. If not the and it pains me as a Viking fan to say this. If he's not the best, he's top two or three quarterbacks in the NFL. And Boot from the political sidelines says he's more interested in being a championship troll uh, than a championship quarterback. Right. Two things. Two things. Aaron Rodgers is not close to top three in the NFL. And number two, I don't think he would have helped the Colts. That was like the most ridiculous losses possible. It was like freak accidents. That the Colts lost any game this season. He's Jonathan trying, Taylor. He's, he's trying. He's trying to Look appeal he's, to the judge and jury. No, listen, because I'm a Colts fan. I got I got yeah. curb stomped again and again by Jonathan Taylor in fantasy football this season. I respect the Colts. All okay. right. Wow. This is unbelievable. It's pandering to the court. It's pandering. Okay. So, um, here's the thing about that line I was talking about earlier with Crystal between like posting and self parody. Yeah is sometimes I feel like he knows he's a joke and he's trying to get attention. It's, over, like, he it's ju- like too much. Right. Like he, that's <clears> the <throat> problem. That's the just, thing. Can, can you just reread it again? Absolutely. Cause I, what I'm trying to figure out and, and to your point on round one, you want to know if Holmes, it's a wink and a nod right. from crystal or if he's really Cause, that. Cause wow. what you were referencing before in your outrageous outburst about how, uh, <laughs> how the, the judge and jury was wrong about sports takes. You were referencing a previous, football take that that crystal had where i felt like he was being sarcastic right so what i have to determine here in smug's tweet is like is he actually being serious does he really think this or is he doing this for attention no i appreciate you talking it out so here's the thing is uh, I, i'm gonna read the tweet bill crystal january 26th straightforward from here june 30th court overturns row july 1st briar resigns Says court, quote, needs aggressive, progressive justices. July 4th, Biden picks Harris for court. Harris resigns as VP. July 5th, Biden picks Romney as VP. Says national unity needed for the world crisis. So here's the thing is, if, if your question is whether you can tell 
whether this is a wink and a nod from Crystal or not. If you can't tell whether he's just that nuts or if, or, or if it's a game, then what's the point? Because well, so, it's that wild. But steps steps one through three, I I could believe that he means legitimately. The Mitt Romney thing, he doesn't actually think that <laughs> is going to happen. He wants that to happen. He'd write an op-ed about that if somebody would pay him to do it because people would click on it because they hate him. <laughs> right? And, and that's right. the thing is, I think... It, and he's doing that with his Twitter account is my point. But yeah. th- that's the thing it's is, I bait. think he is so paid by Pierre at this point that he he's kind of incepted himself because of the money. That's actually probably he true. Has bought into his In some own way, shit that's and probably he can't tell actually the difference. true. I don't know. Listen, the if someone gives you the court, um, if someone gives you he is really monetized just posting with no thought. Yeah, it, but the question before the court is okay. whether or not this actually mm. has like brainworm intent. Correct. Or whether or not it is simply an effort to troll. Dude, this is like matrix level. Is this guy brainworm? I don't know. Is he in the matrix? See, that's and that, that's what I'm questioning. I, that's what I'm questioning, Smug. It's, I don't I don't think it is. Of that. I don't think it is. I I think this is a guy who's just like a fucking sadist who loves having people ratio him. <laughs> he doesn't mean it sincerely. I don't think it's actually brainworms. He is an idiot. And steps 1 through 3 is something he may actually believe. Step four, I don't think he actually thinks would happen. Can I can I get one one piece of okay. of, of evidence? You're you're a very database guy. He didn't get ratioed on this. He got over a thousand retweets on this tweet. Well, I, look, I, I I have no doubt that game theory guy and Louise Mensch and and all those lunatics tweeted and they're like, you know what? Great idea. <laughs> we'll finally find the collusion with Mitt Romney <laughs> being VP. But I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy it for that reason. Holmes wins round two. I like it. That was a difficult call for, for judge and jury. That was tough. It Be- is. It, 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 at first, at first reading, it was like, well, this is a fucking walk off. Right. But but there is an element, particularly with Crystal. And right. It's not like with Sherry Jacobus. Like th- that. No, you because know it's fucking she's nuts. An, I mean, he's he is a smart for all of his dumb shit takes and stuff. The guy's not an actual idiot. Can I be mean? Oh, yes. I mean, I, I think he is. <laughs> I think he wouldn't exist without his father. How about he used I to follow mean? me? And like when I was like, dude, you're being dumb. He unfollowed me. So I think that's very telling. If you are very confident in your own viewpoints and where you stand on things and what your core, who you are. And someone's like, you're an idiot. I, when someone calls me an idiot, I he is soft. He is soft. He is definitely very soft. But if you know okay, you're yeah. like Can you and paid for you, and you, you only least... exist in your father's shadow, yes, that would yeah. get you to the point that you hit that on follow. Look, I get it. Okay. I get All it. right, so we're going to go to round three. This is where I feel most confident. I've saved it. I've saved it because I feel like I need to have round three. Feel like <clears throat> you were you were worried you might lose round one and two. Well, no, I just I knew that I had to have round three no matter what. Okay. Right? Because I feel like a win and round three in this new format catapults you to victory. So I've saved my best. It's an RT of Axios that says Gallup polling found a nine-point surge in party preference towards Republicans since the last year. Oh, no. The biggest swings in Gallup's 30 years of tracking. He (laughs) quote tweets (laughs) without any sign of irony at all. An ominous sign for the future of U.S. democracy. <laughs> it's great. 
a, a Republican preference. Dude, I got this so hard. <laughs> no, I'm going to sign for democracy. Yeah. The two-party system has been around since the inception. This so, guy is, this I, guy is, I, I, it's an ominous sign for democracy. I want to I preface this for, for the younger listeners is uh, there was a sad moment in time when folks like Bill Crystal had sway in our party. And he is so shameless at this moment. It's infuriating. It's beyond parody the way that he tries to wash his hands of quite literally the blood on his hands of, of leading this country into a war. Um, the way that he egged on conflict because he never had to deal with the ramifications of it. He never had to serve. Right. The hypocrisy of this guy is beyond galling. And it's it's disgusting. So uh, this tweet basically is an encapsulation of that. This is uh, sending out a link for, for a political article saying it's Ron Klain's turn in the barrel. He says, yikes, quote, a top progressive who works closely with the administration says they need to avoid a triangulation situation, a Bill Clinton second term strategy, a course correction. And then he says, a two-term administration that's popular and successful? Can't have that. We have Bill Crystal now championing the Bill Clinton administration. <clears throat> the shamelessness. Absolutely. I mean, it's just like, disgusting. Like, it makes you want to take a shower. And, and on so many levels, it's like, this is stunning to come from the guy who shows up and is paid by MSNBC or whoever to be like the conservative being like, Oh wow! How would anyone attack the Bill Clinton administration? Yes, that's our that's our conservative on the panel. Unbelievable. <laughs> it is good. It's good. Yeah, it hits hard. It hits different. Um, <clears throat> the to get back to boot for a second. Uh, the, the thing I find most interesting about and you on on the last one too. Uh, Max boot talks an awful lot about you know the politics uh the polls the campaigns i don't know when's the last time max boot worked on a shit. campaign never never he's been sitting in the middle of an editorial suite his entire life right he's, i don't even think he's ever met a real voter <laughs> right like the the last thing about oh you know if we fix inflation and we and co he's gonna have the political benefit of that like he doesn't has no fucking clue. He's never looked at a crosstab in his life, right? Like he's never looked at a poll. That's very interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> a neoconservative who uh basically rose to power in the ashes of the Bill Clinton Monica Lewinsky scandal. Yeah, I'm putting it right in front of you. I'm looking at evidence right now. And I, it's just like, do I have? Do I? Have, it makes your skin crawl can on I, so many levels. Can co? Can co? Counsel? Uh, yeah, you can show your tweet. I mean, like, be it just. I, I feel like there's been evidence submitted. You without, think? You think he approached the bench without? Well, typically, what happens in a court is that the co-counsel here is provided the evidence is going to be submitted, and so to properly mm -hmm. defend yourself from any sort of. Uh, piece of evidence that may do he's not telling be you well look 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 a, a council can request to approach the bench in turning his computer he's he's seemingly made that request and i accept it well i understand that what i'm saying is that can i be yes. privy to the evidence you can be privy to the evidence and i'll look at yours as well yeah okay 
it's word for word as I write it. It's just like you have to see it. The gall of this this fucking guy. Okay, I'm looking. You know, at honestly, it. like I I wish I you know I hope I'm Holmes as good as I'm hope I'm as good as Irving Crystal that I can have generations supported off my bullshit. You know, congrats to Bill Crystal's dad. Good for him. I'd like to remind the judge that there is an appeals process <laughs> that has never been engaged. Okay, but it exists. <laughs> but it exists. Wow, dude! I feel like that's a shot at the fourth. Like I, I, I'm the only one here who who, who has faith in our judge and jury. Um, I'm not one of these. Crazy well, I'm arsonists. willing to accept an amicus brief. Oh, he's willing to accept. No amicus at this time. Just a reminder. <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable, unbelievable. Look, I can't stand for Bill Crystal talking about a two-term, you know, administration that's popular and successful. For him to show for Clinton for at Clinton this point is is, remar- is remarkable, and for the, that reason, Smug wins. Oh, uh, oh, that's a big blow to me. I want to say one thing. That's a big blow to me. Well, I want to say two things. Number one, I appreciate again the undefeated judge and jury. This is like this oh, guy's so just- like. The thing is, is there is there is no no like this is black and white. There is no like <laughs> bias at all. Number two, shout out T Rec. That's a T E A R E C at T Rec on Twitter, who runs the like saber metrics on our show and does an incredible job. Truly, a foremost expert. Of now he sport. is unquestioned, unquestioned, and 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 I thank them greatly. This victory was for them. You are a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I don't deny it. In front of a judge and jury, I cannot lie. So that's that's two that's that's two to one. Uh, yeah, it's two to one. Yeah. Uh, so your back is against the wall. You do not have to go first though in round four. Right. Round four is on smug. Yeah, that's right. But you you got to bring heat. Come on, smug. Okay, so um. I, I want to give a little bit of context to this because it's very disgusting. Um, Bill Crystal on January 25th puts up this uh, this cartoon saying that the cartoon says, and the wolf chewed up the children and spit out their bones. But those were under underlined foreign children and it really didn't matter. And he says, America first, then as now. The importance of this folks and, and dear listeners especially the younger folks is um he is number one trying to assign anyone who says america first as a nazi and how the fuck do you reconcile this with biden's pullout from afghanistan where not only did he drone strike a van full of kids there's people falling off of planes so he's like oh foreign children don't matter dude you you're 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 shilling for this administration that has quite literally killed foreign children. It's unbelievable. Number like the, the, the heel turn coming from him, who is number one, the advocate of we have to kill foreigners to all of a sudden being like, I am disgusted by this person who would kill foreigners and ascribes it to his enemies. Like it's beyond hypocrisy at this point. He's gone full brainworm dem and being like, anything I disagree with is racist. Even though I built my career on being like, yeah, well, so, actually, so, we should kill foreigners. That's a old Dr. Seuss. That's right. And cartoon dude, about Hitler, right? Again, can I reiterate the wisdom of the judge and jury who nailed where the cartoon came from? That's a Dr. Seuss, folks. It was pretty. It was actually. I'm impressed, dude. I, I 
it's I'm impressed else. from the yeah. judge and jury. I'm impressed with that. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a well-read gentleman. Yeah, seriously. I'm not whoring myself in the same fashion you are, but I will admit really buttering me up. I huh? will, but I will admit that was all, that all, was impressive. All these statements are doing is trying to undermine your judgment, saying I'm buttering you up when I present <laughs> facts and the jury decides. Ah, oh, he's on a fucking roll. He's really getting good. <laughs> he's getting good. Okay, all right. So <clears throat> Max had an RT. You know, he's quite involved in Ukraine. Yeah. And he's got a series of, of, of lots to say, anyway. He's, he's quote-tweeting uh, someone who said, two Western officials tell me the U.S. is sending its written response to Russia today. Max has his own input on what it should say. Okay. In a very West Wing ask, he says, it should be short and sweet. One word, in fact, borrowed from the commander of the 101st Airborne at the Battle of the Bulge. Quote-unquote, nuts. That's it. That's it. That's weak. He even got the flourish from a, like calling in an airstrike from Ashbrook with the West Wing music, and that's the best? That's nuts. He should just write a letter to the Russians saying it's nuts. I could have swore Boot would have something better over two weeks. What I appreciate about both of these, and it's really interesting you played them in the same round, <clears throat> they're kind of show-off tweets. Yep. They're both show-off tweets. Mm-hmm. Like the obscure Dr. Seuss reference. Mm-hmm. The 101st Airborne. Right, 101st Airborne Battle of the Bulge reference. Yeah. My grandfather fought in the Battle of the Bulge. I'm, I'm very familiar. No mm-hmm. kidding. Yeah. Um, and it was a play towards the judge and the jury. So I appreciate that. I'm, I'm, I'm a war dude. Like that, that was a fucking insane. Oh time. yeah. I, I did the whole trip with my, my father, like, uh, eight years ago where we followed where he fought. Wow. It's fa- fantastic. I highly recommend if you have family, whoever, you know, I've not done that. I'd love, love to do it. I'd love to do it. A lot of, you know, it's not fun. It's just very informative. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Um, nuts. 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 I, it's apropos of nothing. Apropos. It of nothing. makes absolutely mm-hmm. no sense. It doesn't even nuts to what? What's nuts? It's preening. It's preening. He's. It's not serious. He's not actually adding anything to the discourse. He just wants to tell you that he knows stuff about World War Two. That's a, right. It's a fucking nerd post. Is what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what he does. You know best. what I mean? That's what he does. Like best. it's not. It's not in Foreign any way serious. Nerd. He just wants to let you know what his his credentials are. I just think the I'm like, well read. It's just it's 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 a flourish. It's it's preening. It's bullshit. That's what offends me about it. Is like it, nobody needed this. This didn't add anything to the discourse. No. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I, the Dr. Seuss thing is, is fantastic for that reason alone though, that it actually added nothing. And it was a tweet (laughs) for him and only for himself is the reason why Holmes wins that round. It's just a great analysis for himself alone. It's true. I, 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 I I didn't think this is such an epic battle. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think in five rounds we'd actually get through five rounds. I didn't either. Um, but this is a, a good, 
this a is good a, competition. this is this is excellent and it's changed the strategy like you have to you have to change and, and, and mm-hmm. adapt um so I, I so i was scared of this so i mean i i know i've got heat yeah roll with yours well i feel like i have to go to old faithful and my and i lead the fifth round obviously you do. Um, i got i got a three word tweet that'll kill it oh my it's like name that tune can you kill it in under three words oh my three word tweet so um there's an RT of Ken Vogel who writes a, about a new poll. He's talking about uh, Joe Biden losing badly to any Republican by nine points, right? And he's talking about all these other things. And <clears throat> Boot quote tweets and says that Biden is neck and neck with arguably the worst president in U.S. history the first to incite a mob attack on Congress is not a good sign for the future of our democracy. Again with the democracy. Again with the democracy. That Joe Biden is somehow, should be, at this present point in his presidency, somehow way ahead right. of Donald Trump and the rest of the Republicans? It's a, it's, it is a really, it's come up a couple of times in this boot stuff. It's a really interesting fig leaf they put over the failures and instead of addressing the obvious failures that the American people care about, it's like our democracy, our democracy, our democracy, like never mind the fact that you're paying 8% more at a minimum of everything that is that you're buying. Right. Never mind the fact that they're right. like, if you're upset of, uh, about any of those things, actually what you're doing is you're enabling the fascist takeover of America. That's right. You, you, you are undermining democracy. You are literally undermining democracy for being like, Man, gas shouldn't cost this much, and that's the through, <laughs> yeah, that's no, the through that's, line, right? Right. That's the prism through which they see the world. Yes. which is fa- it's fat, it's fast. And it also, if you like, if you take a step back from boot, it, it's also what powers like the Lincoln Project, oh, all powers of it. like all the never the whole Trumpers, constellation of their right. Entire, like they actually don't right. care about how shitty your life is as American. No, they actually it's oh, but democracy. All right, so I got this disgusting three word tweet. So uh, this is Bill Crystal, January twenty seventh, eleven a.m. Uh, this is a quote retweet of Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley tweeted out, If Joe Biden loved our country, he would step down and take Kamala Harris with him because the foreign and domestic policy situation is beyond dangerous at this point. Bill Crystal quote retweet, President Pelosi for the win. He really did it, dude. It actually exists. Can I talk he about the is fact that that's supporting- five words? It's nope. It's an FTW. I was just trying to make it clear for the audience at oh, home. It's an FTW. Yeah, it's an. President so it's more Pelosi like two words in an acronym. For the win, FTW. That is. That's a- where we've gotten, dude, with Crystal. Is he's like, I would love Pelosi as president, and he's the he's the conservative on the panel at MSNBC, <laughs> and folks wonder why we're where we're at. <laughs> that's a. I mean. The disgust, man. <laughs> I feel like I need... I, I'm going to go home and take a shower need a after reading this. I need, like, a Rosetta Stone into his brain to understand why he tweets these things. Like, I really feel it's the family dynamics. It's like if you have to live in your father's shadow, you can't do shit, you just turn into this awful person. Brutal. And, and maybe that lets him off the hook a little bit because, like, it doesn't give him any sort of like culpability for putting this shit out in the universe 
But it's sort of it's sort of like the last. This is almost a greater war crime than any shit he's advocated. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a hot take. It's sort of like the last tweet you had. Nuts, right? Like it's like wh- why does this have to be posted? <laughs> it is a very much he had just an unregulated no filter post. Yeah, yeah. Can you read yours one more time? I'd be happy to. <clears throat> that Biden remember this is the of the poll numbers right and it's about how Biden's basically trailing Trump yeah that Biden is neck and neck with arguably the worst president in US history and the first to incite a mob attack on Congress is not a good sign for the future of our democracy okay so ultimately the the choice between these two things is is that is the fig leaf that these never Trumpers put over the failures of the Biden administration to cover it up and say, if you don't vote for him, you are opposed to democracy. Yeah. The alternative here is we have Bill Crystal who kind of just troll tweets. It's unclear when he's serious and when he's not. However, in this instance, he's throwing the president of the United States and the vice president of the United States under the bus. What, 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 what he's appealing to it's next, next th- level. This is the thing. This is the thing about what Bill Crystal's doing here that I appreciate from what he what his brand is and what he's trying to accomplish, right? There is a undeserved uh appreciation for quote unquote the chess master genius of Nancy Pelosi <laughs> in the online brainworms world of the left, right? That like she's got this grand plan and she's been so successful. You know, the person who couldn't get BBB done and all of that. It's the constant failure. Constant failure. The person who hold the, holds the articles of impeachment, like that's gonna a big win <laughs> for her. Um, that she's gonna get leverage out of it, right? Like there, like that is a, a consistent thing in the online discourse, right? And so he's sort of leaning into the fact that the Biden administration has has failed, saying, like, what wouldn't that be an incredible chess move? For our queen, Nancy Pelosi, to become president. A person who's sundowning herself. Let's just <laughs> point that out. I mean, can I just bring up the eyebrows? Like, <laughs> if you must. Is that natural? That's like supernatural. This is tough. This is tough. And I feel a higher burden. It's just like a death penalty case for yeah. the judge. Yeah. You know, because it's, it's five rounds. It's a precedent setting decision. I think at the end of the day here, the brain worms of Bill Crystal wins. Oh, I get Smuggest champion. You know what? I it, it was a great battle. Let, let me just say, let me just say, I personally think that was the best tweet. It was insane. I, I personally, I, I held my tongue, but the idea that some conservative yeah. who spent his entire adult life advocating yeah. against Can liberal policies the sickness of could it. turn around and say that Nancy Pelosi should be president of the United States. Like, that and, and, and is how unbelievable. And how do you question the disillusionment of so many younger, young conservatives, young Republicans, when we had folks like that who are masquerading, yeah, pushing policy. And there's, quite literally, there's blood on his Yeah, you, you wonder why so Donald disgusting. Trump became president of the United States. That's Fakes. why. That's Absolute why. frauds. That's why. Yeah. Absolute, well, we had a battle of frauds. Yeah, we had a battle of frauds, and and in this case, uh, that fraud won. 
Uh, I respect the decision. I appreciate the game. I, I felt like the five round, I don't want to do this every week. It takes a lot out of you. Yeah. I, I have to fight so hard. But I'll give you credit for that. I have to fight so hard. <laughs> That's not, it's not easy. It's not, I'm not just reading it's tweets. It's not easy. I got to fight. Got to fight. Got to fight. All right. So um, that is King of the Hill. Let's go to Megyn Kelly without further ado. Well, we want to welcome back to the program one of our absolute favorite guests. You know her like you know the back of your hand, Megyn Kelly. She is the host of The Megyn Kelly Show on Sirius XM Triumph Channel 111 every weekday at noon. She can also be found at youtube.com backslash Megyn Kelly and wherever you get your podcasts. Megan, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Boy, oh boy. Listen, we've had so much fun going on your show. We thought, let's just do this as a full a full group, right? I am so honored. First of all, I love having you guys on. As my executive producer said, um, and she's been with me forever, she goes, it, there's like this weird chemistry between the three of them and you. <laughs> I think that, I'm, I'm not sure it's a compliment to you, to be honest. <laughs> she knows she's been with me since I launched America's Newsroom in 2007. So she sometimes you just kind of strike gold. You know, you have certain guests with whom you just gel. And weirdly, for whatever reason, it happened between the, the three of you and me. <laughs> I can't I can't believe that. that. That's the highest compliment we've ever received here on the Variety program. <laughs> we appreciate that. Well, you know what? Let's A good place to start since you've mentioned your early days uh, is your earliest of days when I think most of our audience got to know you was when you were reporting at the Supreme Court. Yeah. And now we got big news on that. Uh, Let me just throw open the floor. What's your take? Where we sit? What's going on? Well, I'm having difficulty getting too excited about the whole thing. You know, it's like not going to change the ideological makeup of the court. There's too much time for Republicans to stall it such that they could gain control of the Senate. I just, you know, they're, they're going to get this done pretty quickly. Um, my own, my biggest concern is, are they going to replace Breyer with somebody who's more of a believer in social justice than mm. just justice, yeah. right? Like, are they going to get a true activist and elevate them? And I haven't, I haven't had a chance to research the two women that they talk about the most, one's on the California Supreme Court, one's on the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, um, enough yet to know. Uh, whether they fall within that line. So if they're just normal liberal, then, okay, this is the way it works. You know, the the Democratic president gets who he wants normally. That's how it's worked in the past and vice versa the other way. Um, So it's tough to get too worked up about it. I do think it's so telling that they basically just shoved Breyer off the cliff. Right. (laughs) He clearly was dragging his feet and they were like, oh, weird. Somebody leaked to Pete Williams that he's going. I believe every word of Shannon Bream's reporting that he was mad and this is not the way he wanted to handle. Totally. But let me ask you about that because I, you know, you could interpret sinister motives or just incompetence. It's almost always the, the latter with this administration. But in most Supreme Court retirements, they come in June, right? At the end of the mm-hmm. session, right as they're issuing the final opinions, it gives the Senate time to process it through the summer and have somebody seated by October when they start arguments again, right? I mean, that's just kind of the process that you go through all of this. And it struck me that however unintentional uh, the announcement might have been without Breyer knowing that he was going to be announcing his retirement— doesn't it cause a problem? I mean, what if they actually did confirm him or, or her a successor in like April after Breyer's heard all the arguments? Like generally they recuse themselves, right? Mm. Well, I think he could probably 
say I'm, you know, it'll be effective at the end of the term and they could get going with this. But I, if I were a Democrat, I'd be doing it like this too, because they know the Republicans, I mean, they managed to keep Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court, right? So they're <laughs> they're smart and they are good, not at everything, but they're certainly good as, I don't have to tell you, Mitch McConnell knows what he's doing and could probably find a way to delay this thing if they let it start in the summer. So they wanted to get ahead of it because they know, they know they're at high odds of losing not just the House, but the Senate. Yeah, do you, do you think that this was in some ways just an attempt to try to throw people off the terrible groupings of failures that they've mm-hmm. had for now, like six, eight weeks. You know, it could be. Yes. I do think it's more a matter of timing. Like, let's just get somebody on there. Do not yeah. risk, you know, losing this seat. They they cannot have a, a president uh, Biden, you know, pick get dragged out by a Republican controlled Senate for years. Who knows what the Republicans could do? They're not going to get anybody as far left as they can get right now. Uh, So that to me makes makes sense. But it's the news has been a disaster for him for ever since Afghanistan. Right. His polls fell. Mm -hmm. They haven't recovered. The news is terrible every day. And it's not just the Republicans who are against him now. The the independents are against him and the the, not, not just the Democrats are bleeding away. But you just saw the 20 point drop in the black vote approval. Yeah, yeah. Right. So it's like this is such an obvious attempt to sort of throw a bone, this piece of it, like, don't worry, it's going to be a black woman uh, to try to shore up that that piece of his base. So I just think overall it works better for him to do it now. And there's not much of a good reason to wait. Yeah. And one thing that really struck me is, you know, given your history of reporting from the Supreme Court, have you seen any circumstances like this for a Supreme Court justice where you had these left wing groups that were putting up advertising around D.C. of like retire Breyer and, and they were co-signed by uh, like Demand Justice, that left wing group. And they had uh, Black Lives Matter, the like national organization, oh, yeah. sign on to the letter saying retire Breyer. Yep. Um, and then this guy isn't even able to announce his own retirement. He's basically <laughs> kicked out the door. I know. By a leak. But no, I haven't seen it. But don't you kind of admire it? I mean, I feel like the Democrats are so good at getting who they want on the bench. They're they're better than the Republicans. And I've said this before, you know, in terms of my own approach to the law, I've always been more of a federalist society type lawyer. Um, you know, I like small, small judges who don't want to do big sweeping things. Um, Actually not necessarily the law and like originalist. That. Yeah, but I don't like, you know, living constitution and all that. Um, but I admire the chutzpah by the Democrats. They they always just get like a party activist and elevate that person. And then the person does what they want. Look at Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. You know, she's head of the ACLU. She like, she wrote every single decision their way. Um, no, no surprises. The Republicans, it's like, Roberts, my gosh, right? Uh, Where do we begin? Yeah. Um, not to mention Souter. Remember him? He was supposed to be a, a conservative. <laughs> he right. voted with the liberals the whole time. <laughs> we got a couple problems on that one. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's going on these days. Like, so Kavanaugh's already been a little shaky. <laughs> Uh, even Coney Barrett went with the liberals on a couple Like you always whenever it's a, like a surprise decision, it's because a conservative voted with the other side. It's never because one of the liberals decided to cross over. A hundred percent true. And I, part of me thinks that it's conservatives have an intellectual commitment to the law. Right. Whereas liberals have absolutely no intellectual commitment. It's outcome based. Right. <laughs> yeah. The only yeah. thing they care about is what they think in their interpretation is fair regardless of what the law is, right? And so, like, finding a liberal justice is actually kind of easy. You just find somebody with an ideological bent, and there they go. 
Right. And you test their record. Forget as a jurist, just as an activist. As an activist. You know, are they on our side? Well, that's who uh, like Biden. They just nominated that guy, Dale Ho, who uh, he worked for one of these uh, left wing groups. And he wrote and he advocated that non-citizens should be allowed to vote yeah. in the United States. And now he's a oh, judge. That's it. It's happening in New York City. It's, ha- it's happening right right now. They, they, they're, they push for that inside Manhattan at the local level. This is we learned that the Biden administration is just dropping off plane loads of illegal immigrants in Westchester, just it's north of New York City. Gee, I wonder why. Oh, so weird. Wasn't that unbelievable? And and to be honest with you, if if the reporter out there hadn't have filmed that, this this Fox reporter, his mm-hmm. name is escaping me. I'm not sure any of us would have known about it. I, mm-hmm. There's literally zero government confirmation about what we see with our eyes, which apparently they're taking illegal immigrants from the border putting them in planes and dropping them off in unsuspecting communities across this country. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. I didn't think that was a Fox. I could be wrong. I thought that was a FOIA request by the Republican candidate for governor, the, who, one of the guys oh, who Rob wants to Astorino. be governor. Yeah, that was, yeah, was Astorino. And he FOIA'd the, what was like a, you know, hand iPhone shot video by the, the sergeant the cop involved. Incredible. Yeah, that was the second video. I, I was also thinking about that bronze Brownsboro right uh, video that came out that showed people going through the processing, coming off the oh, yeah. bus, and then go shipping them to the airport. I mean, it, like the whole thing is well documented at this point. And I'm, I'm unless I missed something. Did you guys see any the administration even talking about this? No. And I know and no, no legislation was passed. There was no. It, Congress has not weighed in on this. It's just being done. Well, don't forget the the reason it stopped in October is because the New York Post outed them, right? Right. So it, it wouldn't have happened. They would have. They were doing it August, all of August, all of September, all of October until that New York Post report hit. Then they knew they had to stop. And who knows? You know, it wasn't just Westchester Airport, not far from me. It was all over the country. And they, these guys know. They say on the tape they they have to keep it hush hush. It's disgusting. They're flouting the law. No one seems to care. You know, I, I've never been like a hardliner on immigration, but this is outrageous what they're doing now. Oh, totally and just outrageous. like the, just trying to reverse every single policy that Trump put into place that worked, that really actually was working. Yeah. No, I mean, no question. And just, I mean, uh, on the actual foundational, uh, like how immigration is supposed to work, there are folks who wait a long time and do it legally. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and who have credentials and, and who try to follow the laws and come here and join a community and, and be part of the American experiment. And then, to just allow people who, who break the law and repeatedly because there have been instances of folks that they uh, release into the United States who've already been deported. Right. And yeah. Keep oh, yeah. Back. Repeatedly. And and you know how it works like these. You, you come in and you say, oh, I'm seeking asylum. And it's like, OK, well, you never actually have to show up for a hearing. They 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 rubber stamp you. And then there's no follow up. So once you don't show up, they don't send somebody after you. These guys know that the whole goal is just to get in. And you should get in now under President Biden because he's going to go a lot easier on you. And I was just talking about this um, on my show. Mm-hmm. I heard this long report about Australia in the wake of the Novak Djokovic thing. Oh, yeah. And they were saying that that was no accident. Australia's totally hardline when it comes to people trying to get into Australia who don't belong there. They'll put you in this, quote, hotel that's like a jail yeah, with yeah. food that's got, you know, rodents uh, <laughs> droppings on it and so on. They want it to be very clear that Australia is not going to take you if you're not a citizen. <laughs> and we are exactly the opposite of that. Yeah. No, I mean, the thing that blows my mind about it is is just how not only did they get the policy wrong to begin with to encourage everybody to come over, 
and then Kamala Harris becomes the border czar and you know oh, all of that all of that mess. But now they just don't want to talk about it at all. But this is going on. You know, I mean, it's like yeah. how, if we it's, can't expect that from our government, what can we expect? It's not a story unless the press is interested in it. Yeah. You know, this is how Fox News was born. And it, also, if Fox News is not interested in it for a long time, it wouldn't be a story, even on the right. Thankfully, now we have a lot of outlets that are more independent minded and will pick up stories like this. But it's it, it is a testament to how the media will drive what's a story and what's not. Yeah. Outlets like the Megyn Kelly show on Sirius XM Triumph Channel 111 that you can find every weekday at noon. Good plug. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a solid, it's a very or solid you can just plug. download it as a podcast and <laughs> at your leisure. You really, you really threw it to him underhanded there, Megan. I like it. <laughs> hit it out of the park. Just like we rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> so, but all of this is a good segue to crime, right? And we've seen just the horrific killing of a police officer in New York. Um, that is, is sadly not a new phenomenon that we've been dealing with now in, in a serious way for a couple of years. Obviously, this has been going on at some level forever, but this this left progressive ideology that sort of turns away from the idea that you can actually prosecute crime in this country is causing monumental problems. It's so disturbing to me. It's like, you know, I up until very recently lived in Manhattan for 17 years and I watched the city deteriorate, yes, in part because of the pandemic, but largely because of Mayor de Blasio and his terrible, terrible policies that turned what was once a thriving city into one giant CVS, uh, Starbucks <laughs> and a bank. That's it. Yeah. I mean, all the mom and pop operations are gone and yeah. it's just it's just a shadow of its former self. But the crime is another matter. And it's not just New York. It's New York and it's L.A. and it's San Francisco and it's Chicago. And it really is. If you look at what's happening, these soft on crime D.A.s. Yeah. Put in place largely by George Soros's money. That's right. Uh, you know, the DA Alvin Bragg in, in Manhattan got a million dollars from him. Kim mm -hmm. Fox in Chicago. She's a Soros gal. Um, the San Francisco, you know, this guy, Chesa Boudin. That's right. Yeah. I've been I've been hearing, you know, he's soft on crime and he's a controversial guy. And, you know, you saw that there's a rebellion in San Francisco. San Francisco is rebelling yeah. against the soft on crime policies, <laughs> it takes including a lot. their mayor. It takes you a know, lot. We, <laughs> right. You've got London Breed, their mayor, like coming at you because you've gone too far off the left wing like something's happened but do you know do you know that he is the do you know who his parents are terrorists the weather underground yes he was raised by bill Ayers. <laughs> he was raised by bill Ayers. his actual biological mom and dad went to jail for bombings during the weather underground period and a bank robbery that took place and bill Ayers and bill's wife bernadine dorn who was on the fbi's 10 most wanted list raised Chesa Boudin. I interviewed my favorite interview in my 20 years as a journalist, all the stuff I've done, Putin, Trump, you name it. My number one favorite interview is my interview of Bill Ayers. I remember you can find it. it on YouTube. I remember and it this, well. Oh my God. So this guy, I don't know how he, we got him to say yes, but he came, he came into the belly of the beast at Fox news. He sat down at my table. We buried him down in a studio that wasn't being used before he got in to see me, you know, cause we knew like if Hannity saw him, he'd steal him. He would have died to get him. Like, O'Reilly, he would have stolen him. And my, my assistant, Abby later, she told me, she, uh, she wrote in her journal that night today. I babysit, I babysat a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> you sit there and you don't let anybody into that studio till it's time. So he comes in and it was amazing. And, and he's talking about his wife, Bernadine Dorn, who effectively now is Chesa Bedeen's mom as this amazing person. I'm like, she was on the FBI's 10 most wanted list. He says, there are a lot of great people on that list. Um, wow. Sure I mean, 
Wow. I mean, I remember that because those were the, that was like the McCain days, right? I mean, it was like mm-hmm. with the initial Obama palling around with terrorists right. type yes. attack. And so the, people were dying to try to talk to this guy. And Megan was basically the only one that got him. I couldn't believe it. I have bad hair in the video. I just want to <laughs> that for people who's going in. But but my point is, is it any wonder that the guy raised by Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn isn't so hot on, on prosecuting crime when his dad thought it was just wonderful the wife was on the FBI's most wanted? So anyway, it's happening coast to coast. And and specifically one thing about that situation, you know, I've I've been seeing a lot of folks out in in Silicon Valley and San Francisco who are like, wow, you know, it's really refreshing, and we're it's glad we're, you know, we're glad to hear London Breed saying that, yes, you know, we have to deal with this issue on crime. What happened to holding people accountable? You know, twelve right. months ago, when she's saying that, listen, you cannot, you know, b- during the summer of the Black Lives Matter riots, she said, you can't try to jail these people. You know, the right is the voice of the unheard. Like it's absurd to just because someone steals something doesn't mean they're a bad person. And then you have a over a year of San Francisco just getting ransacked. When you yeah. got and, and you got the New York uh, Police Department reporting that shoplifting levels are the highest highest that they've been in 30 years. Organized retail crime. Unbelievable. Um, January through September 12th of 2021, the NYPD said there are more than 26,000 complaints for shoplifting. Oh, I mean, is this something you see, Megan? Like not the- to mention the murder rate. Yeah, <laughs> there's, right. There's that too. Yes, you see it all the time in New York. There, there was just a Rite Aid on in Hell's Kitchen, 50, 50th, yep. and I can't remember the cross uh, that closed. The most popular Rite Aid in the neighborhood closed because they can't keep goods on the on the shelves. I've seen it. Did, have you gone to CVS lately? You can't get your damn deodorant. Nothing. You got to go behind nothing. the. You got to get the. Like who's stealing the deodorant? But it's a thing. It used to be just the Sudafed, right? Because it was like yeah, you could use meth. that to make the drugs. That one makes sense, <laughs> right? The deodorant, but you can't. Anyway, they don't prosecute it anymore. And in New York, you've got um, you know these two cops who were just murdered, uh-huh. and and this woman, this forty-year-old woman, pushed in front of the fr- subway uh, train, the oncoming train, by a deranged homeless guy. Yes. And our mayor, just like London Breed, you know, he comes out first. He's, he's talking tough, but then he looks at us and says, "It's not." It's just your perception of danger. It's just your perception. Yeah, I'm like, not why don't you tell it to the 40 year old dead woman? And, I, it's, yeah. it's not her perception. Anec- she actually got hurt. And a lot of other people have too. Just anecdotally, I have a friend who had a great place in the Upper West Side. Uh, then COVID hit and uh, de Blasio basically released people who were in, um, I, I'm trying to find the right word for this. They were in like mental asylums right. for people mm-hmm. who were violent. He just released them. Because he was like, well, I don't want them to catch COVID and pass it to each other. And then the city pays to house them in hotels all across Manhattan. And so right across the street, you now have a hotel full of violent, you know, people with mental From psych wards. Yeah, from psych wards. 100%. And women in the neighborhood start getting assaulted and nothing is done at all. This is my neighborhood. This is this is my life. Incredible. So we went we were in Montana for most of the quarantine, you know, the original March, April. Yeah. And then we came back uh, June 1st and they had moved all of these homeless people into these hotels all around my neighborhood in the, on the Upper West Side. And 30 percent, according to the papers, 30 percent of these were pedophiles, were convicted oh, pedophiles. Unbelievable. So all these liberals, this is how I got to know all my liberal friends on the Upper West Side. (laughs) These moms joined together to try to protest and say, this is craziness. Like, no, but no one would listen. And they stayed there for most of the pandemic. And that's the thing. And my friend, the the story ends. He just moved out of the city. 
He yeah, just moved well, out. He's not alone. So did I. Yeah. <laughs> well, but so, you know what? Honestly, it was like a couple things. You know, there's the craziness in the schools, the hardcore CRT that really was the straw that broke the camel's back with us. Yeah. But just as we were like, okay, are we doing this? They defunded the police by a billion dollars. And mm-hmm. Doug and I were like, peace out. Yeah, yeah. right. And you see how it's going. <laughs> I mean, that's the that's a real thing. Well, of course, New York has emptied out basically into Florida over the last year and a half as a result. Right. But but it's a good seg into, into COVID because- you know, look, this is just not going away, right? And and Biden convinced at least a majority of the American people that it would all go away if you change the occupant of the Oval Office. Clearly, that's not happened. We've had much worse numbers under his watch than we ever did under Trump. And it's still continuing to affect our children. I know you've got some strong takes on this uh, over the last few months. Where do you think things stand vis-a-vis kids in schools and masks and everything else? Well, the dam is starting to break. You know, the sort of center lefties are coming over to the side that most of the conservatives have been on for months now. And you can see the panic on that far left, sort of those COVID hysterics as their flanks, you know, they're losing people off the flank. But we're going to win this. This is the, the, the restrictions will be lifted. And you can see it already in like, well, of course, in New York, Kathy Hochul lost that court case. She didn't have the emergency powers to impo- impose a mask mandate. So a judge said what you did was unconstitutional mm-hmm. and you can't there's no mask mandate. Then they appealed it. So it was automatically stayed. But she's going to lose that case. Um, Virginia, Glenn Youngkin comes in with his executive order saying no more mask mandate. And now these districts push, push back saying, no, we already have a law in the books that says we have to follow the most restrictive thing from the CDC. That'll go to the court. But either way, the Virginia legislature is prepared to revoke the mask mandate. So that's it's going away. Mm-hmm. So these are, you know, New York is blue. Virginia's at, you know, blue, a little bit more purple these days, thanks yeah. to Glenn. But if this starts to happen in the blue states, I mean, that's very promising, right? There's signs. I was talking on my show the other day about these 10, these 10 women I went out to dinner with in New York, liberals. Joe Biden voters, campaigners for Joe Biden, mm-hmm. all of whom have been red pilled wow. over wow. COVID. And, and the important thing about the Virginia example, Megan, I think telling because what you're saying about the dam breaking, there's the Democratic uh, state senator in Virginia who represents Fairfax County. You may recall like La- Loudoun County, yep. which was one of the places where you know the parents were really. Um, you know, focused on protesting the school boards and CRT and all of that stuff. This Democratic state senator said publicly, you bring this back before the state legislature, we are going to strike down the mask mandate, which is just fantastic news. Yeah, a Democrat, a Democrat, Democrat, and that's and and that body is uh, 2119 Democratic controlled. So and that makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah. You're I mean, seeing we, we it. Are right you're there. seeing it more and more, and, and you're seeing the the lunacy of the people making these bad decisions come out. First of all, you're seeing like the Atlantic had a piece this week, uh, the case against masks, and it was doctors talking about how yep. these are totally unnecessary. They've done massive harm to children. They need to come off. We need to do focus protection, taking care of children in a different way. What we've been doing to them is wrong, mm. and the masks do cause real damage. And if you're concerned, you can wear an N95. That'll protect you, right? So you're, you're seeing yeah. uh, things like that. But I think more and more, you know, people are speaking out at the school boards and so on. And then you're seeing the lunacy of the people who are, who want to hold on. Like that story, uh, the Daily Mail had it, a couple of other people had it, uh, the guy in Pennsylvania. Um, the parents went to the school board meeting. They said the masks need to come off. Don't mandatorily vax the kids, et cetera. This school board member, instead of responding, they they... They, these parents couldn't get a response from their board, you know, to their emails, to their letters at the meeting. He goes and drops an op-ed 
in their local paper. This is York, Pennsylvania. And he, he calls the parents vile. Ugh. He says, I don't work for you. He says, some of us cared about mental health long before you charlatans came forward and tried to pretend you care when what you really care about is your social schedule. This disgusting pig went after them in the press. That's, it's great to know though, right? Right. I bet these parents had no idea that that's who represented them on these boards. These people need to be fired. They're showing us who they are. Right. There was that case, uh, uh, that story came out, I think it was a Chicago uh, teachers union uh, board member who who put out this notice to their members that said, uh, uh, it's up to us to make sure that these kids don't turn out like their parents. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> that's, right. that's it right there. It's like, well, what a perfect not example. Not even wearing a mask anymore. Oh. Megan, you're absolutely right though. The, the, what we've seen as a result of COVID, I mean, if there is a silver lining, we have outed a whole underground of idiocy <clears throat> that have just presented themselves to the world, right? They're like, yeah. we actually don't care about your kids. We actually don't care about your health. We don't care about your jobs, your livelihood or your you know, sort of community at large. Well, and, we, it's, and, it's, and it's Calvin Ball politics. The rules always change, right? Like, yeah. you know, when, when we had the, you know, two weeks, 15 days to slow the spread or whatever, <laughs> you know, the focus was on hospitalizations and deaths and how we don't overwhelm hospitals and ventilators and all of that sort of stuff. And now we have these three vaccines and we've had, you know, variants and all of that sort of stuff. And we have therapeutics to treat this virus. And now... It's changed. It's no longer about hospitalizations right. and deaths. It's about transmission. Transmission in and of itself, transmission which cannot be stopped, right. as, as, as we've seen over time, it's now transmission alone that is dangerous. And I got a tweet here from Randy Weingarten for the, you know, the teachers union saying, we all want to be done with this pandemic. I get it. But masks are one of the best tools we have to keep <laughs> people safe, especially kids who are too young to get vaccinated. Unbelievable. Who are they a risk to? The teachers who cut in line in Virginia to get the vaccine first? That's right. Ahead of the elderly, ahead of the infirmed, saying, we're going to get your kids back in school. Just give us the the shot. And now they've had the shot. They can wear the mask. And they want toddlers' masks as they're learning language, speech, emotional development. I mean, it's insane. These people are doing child abuse. The schools were given tens of billions Right. That hasn't even been spent yet. Right. She's a moron. Yes. <laughs> she should she should listen to the doctors who are saying your N95 mask is amazing. It really is. And you know what it does? It protects you. Right. You. If you wear one, you don't have to worry about the other people. So you don't have to worry about controlling little children's behaviors or covering up their faces and so on. Um, take your own advice. Wear the N95 and leave the rest of us alone. You should read that piece in The Atlantic yeah. because it goes yeah. through. It does a comprehensive examination of all the studies on masks. I had Scott Gottlieb on my show not long ago, you know, former FDA commissioner. Mm-hmm. He was touting the value of masks. I said, there hasn't been one study that that is held up that when you actually look behind the, the veneer that the CDC presents to us holds up. Um, they've all been discredited. And he said, no, no. Well, now, sure enough, he has a piece out this week saying the masks don't do anything. It's time to take them <laughs> off. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, uh, listen, we, a lot of this misinformation comes from our friends in the journalism community, which is why we've created a game that I think you are perfect for, because you've seen the belly of the beast. We call it Demer Journo. This is our song. Nobody knows. 
So it's definitely two stands is too long. Yeah, Smug contends it's too long. Absolutely. It's like long. being in Whoville. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is? It is. It's like the Grinch. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. So the way that this game is played, Megan, you may have heard it on the podcast previously, mm-hmm. as I read these four statements, three of which are made by journalists, one by a Democratic operative. And you have to decide who the Dem operative is. And so you're going to play along with Smug and with Josh. Um, and we'll see who who wins. Okay, let's Good. do it. Okay, statement number one. And these are all themed on, uh, on SCOTUS. Senator Joe Biden presided over Breyer's confirmation as chairman of Judiciary Committee in 1994. And now as president of the United States will nominate his replacement. As, Bi- as Biden is fond of quoting, hope and history rhyme. Oh, Amazing. Come on. That is unbelievable. <laughs> what? No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. It's incredible. <laughs> Statement number two. This is, again, you know, talking about the, the timing of the SCOTUS pick. Mm-hmm. I don't think this could have come at a better time. This has to feel like a political elixir. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. Statement number three. <laughs> the hardball Republicans played in recent years to force a six to three conservative court majority did more to poison the judicial nomination process and politicize the court than any act since President Franklin Delano Roosevelt tried to pack it. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. Yeah, no, no, uh, no history beyond that. That's good. Yeah, no. Okay. no uh, Miguel, Miguel Strat is not available for comment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good, <Yeah>. well said. <laughs> okay. Statement number four: Breyer was confirmed eighty-seven to nine. Ginsburg was confirmed ninety-six to three. Scalia was confirmed ninety-eight to zero. Now, regardless of the character and qualifications of POTUS's nominee. We're looking at a near party line vote already baked. Sad reflection on the nature of our times. <laughs> oh, gosh, I got, I've got I got those, it figured out. Those are you your got, four. You got to figure it out. Yeah, I got it. I got my I got my votes ready. Oh, I love this. She goes right at it. No, I, you know, we were going to be deferential and let you pick last. But I mean, no, I'm, I'm now I'm I'm intrigued. I'm going to I'm going to. Holmes, look away. I will secretly transmit okay. to Duncan well, my pick. But for Megan's going to be able to see I it. I can nope. see you. Nope. Okay. I can, do you watch? I look away too. That conceals everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, That's my pick. All right. Okay. Smug has submitted his pick. Okay. All right. Um, well, I, I think Megan should just okay pick. I think it's it's J J D J. I think it's Ooh. journalist, journalist, Democrat, journalist. Okay. <laughs> So, That's all right, so in talking this through, the hope and history rhyme thing is just so a ridiculously West Wing journal. Unbelievable. Deal. Someone would say that with a straight mm-hmm. face. You know, it's like only a journal can come up with something like that. So that that's that's definitely a journal. I had two as a journal as well because the elixir, like if you're an operative, you can't admit that somebody leaving the court is like a, a political manna from mm-hmm. heaven. Mm-hmm. You can't. It's got to be a journal. <laughs> Right. So I, 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 I like love how this game is counterintuitive. You know? I love how we don't pretend that the journalist is also not supposed to say that. Yeah, no, no. We've gone beyond that. The, the game has evolved. It's now like not even a breach of ethics. It's just like, will they say that? They could. <laughs> um, so I was stuck between three and four. And can I get a reread of three? The hardball Republicans played in recent years to force a six to three conservative court majority did more 
to poison the judicial nomination process and politicize the court than any act since Franklin Delano Roosevelt tried to pack it. So I don't think a Democratic operative would have denigrated FDR. I'm going to say four is the operative. So Megan picked a three is the operative, right? Uh-huh. So I, I thought three could not be the operative because they sound like they're against court packing, and that's basically become like no dem operative. <laughs> yeah. can no, we actually like it. Yeah, no. court packing was I, good. I actually. did think to myself, Jeffrey Tubin. <laughs> that's a different YouTube. That's a different YouTube. <laughs> the greatest story of last year. <laughs> totally. All right. So what is it? Uh, Number four is the answer. It's, wow. That's ah. David Axelrod. Number three was uh, the Washington Post. Of course. Oh, Unbelievable. Disgusting. Uh, Disgusting. Unbelievable. Num- number one, the the hope and history rhyme was uh, Mike uh, Memoli. Oh, at, at the uh, Washington NBC. Post. No, he, he's oh, no. Now NBC he's at NBC. News. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a big day for NBC here. Number two, uh, the political elixir quote. That was Chuck Todd. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I almost said Chris Hayes. That was close. <laughs> so good. So good. Oh. Well, Megan, listen, we got to get you out of here. We can't thank you enough. I would do this like every day if you allowed it because we have so much fun every time you're around. But we can't thank you enough for coming on the Ruthless Variety Oh, I loved it, you guys. Anytime. Thanks for doing my show, and I'll do yours anytime as well. Thanks for playing the fun game with me, too. Of course. Of course. Thank you so much. Check out Megan Kelly. She's on Sirius XM Triumph Channel 111 every weekday at noon, the Megan Kelly Show. Thanks again. Gosh, I just love her so much. I love her, dude. I, I would love to have her in studio here with us for every episode. Again, uh, if we go from a three-person to a four-person, oh, just, just unbelievable. <laughs> Total invite, Megan Kelly. Uh, Ashbrook's going to cut your mic. Right, right? <laughs> <laughs> she's not loving it. Another, another banger of don't, an Don't episode. worry about this. Hendy's going to close. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get hit the music cue. No, 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 seriously. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. We'll We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. So, until next time. (laughs) He's turning it all the way up. (laughs) Another banger of an episode, folks. So, until next time, minions, keep the faith, hold the line, and own the libs. We'll see you on Tuesday. Stay ruthless.